Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Dr. Sandra Folk. Sandra, are you ready to do this? Indeed, I am. All I'm right, ready. let's 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 go. Dr. Sandra is a high-performance business coach. She's helping corporate executives become better communicators so they can get their point across. Excited to have you on, Sandra. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. All right, I'm ready. Okay, so I um, I have always worked at educating people to help them improve their knowledge and their lives, and I actually fell into doing business communications when I first started. I was a professor of education, and I was contacted by a woman um, who knew me through the field of education, and she said to me, um, she wanted me to meet with this gentleman who owns seven offices across Canada because I'm from Toronto and I'm a Canadian and because he wanted to improve his account executives, um, <clears throat> excuse me, written communication. Um, they attended these large meetings and uh, had to take meeting minute notes and the fiduciary implications were really critical. So I um, actually had never done online learning before. However, I said, yes, why don't you let me design online learning programs, for writing programs for your account executives. It'll be less expensive to do that than to fly me across Canada to meet these people in seven offices. So I proceeded to find the right people, designed online learning, and I was able to improve their um, writing skills within six months, 80%. And so that's how I got started. And I then started, you know, asking people, do you think this would work in other organizations? And that's how I got started in doing business communication. How I got involved in doing executive communication, it also evolved. It wasn't something I necessarily set out to do. However, I was contacted through my work in the online learning environment. I was contacted by people because they thought I knew something about how to help people learn and how to be successful. So that kind of evolved and I slowly merged into doing that. And now what I do is I work with executives and high performing um, employees and organizations and I design online programs for them. I meet with them virtually once a week for eight weeks and help them improve their outcomes. So whatever it is they want to achieve, it's highly personalized. Uh, each program I do to ensure that at the end of eight weeks they have gained confidence and they can achieve whatever it is that they set out in achieve in moving up the corporate ladder. So that's what I do. Nice. And I appreciate that. So I certainly I, I I can only imagine that Every engagement needs to be tailored to the person because we're all so different and we have different likes and dislikes and personality styles and I don't want to say shortcomings, but areas we need to up-level in and different strengths and all that. Are there, um, what what are sort of the pillars of effective communication that, that, that you work on, for lack of a better term? That was a great term that you asked me because... <laughs> It's kind of like you knew what I was going to say. All right, nice. Which is perfect. 
uh, after spending time working in the field of business communication, it kind of, I got this aha moment where I said, in order to be an effective communicator, there are four things, what I call my four pillars of effective communication. I, I, that, that I, I literally was not, not, not setting you up for that. So I'm, 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 I'm glad it worked out. <laughs> so let me explain this. I, um, I can, I use the metaphor of a road trip planning a road trip. And what happens is, if you want to be successful in business, you need to be able to communicate well. That is the critical piece. And it's your words that really matter and your audience. So the first thing a person needs to think about in planning a road trip is where you want to end up. And in business communication, you have to do the exact same thing. When, whether it's an email you're writing, whether it's a presentation you're doing, whether it's a meeting, or just doing a virtual intro, you need to think about what's my outcome? Where do I want to end up? Once you know that, which is what you do on a road trip, you then go back to your goal. Here's my starting point. And now that you know where you want to end up, you have your starting point, and so you plan how you're going to get there. And it could be a variety of different things, and that's what I help people do. I help them figure out, for example, if somebody wants to be better at how they interact with their team, then we would work with, okay, what are you going to say? How are you going to plan this? What is it going to look like at your next meeting? What are their needs? How can you help them get better at it? So that is part of the goal. And then you look at your audience. Your audience, can, we all interact with various audiences. Sometimes there's just one audience. Sometimes there's multiple audiences, so you have to be aware of what their needs are. I always say, look, it's not about you, it's about them. It's about what they need. What are they looking for from you? What do they want you to tell them? What are they hoping they're going to learn from you? So that's why you have to do is time researching your audience and what they need before you go to communicate. So if you have a business meeting and you go online to do a virtual presentation and you haven't thought about the person at the other end, as I did today, because today I knew you were going to ask me some questions and I had to prepare to provide you with the answers that you were looking for from me, I prepared in advance. And so that's really critical. And then the last thing, the fourth pillar, is your words. If those words don't resonate with your audience, so if my words are not resonating with your audience today, I haven't, I've lost them. So the words, you need to be persuasive, you need to be powerful, and you need to be precise in your communication. So those are the four things, quickly, outcome, goals, audience, and words. Those are my four pillars of communication. And I do this when I work with my clients, and it really works. At the end, they say, Sandra, thank you. I feel really confident now that I can go ahead and, you know, become an executive because some people are, they're on their corporate, they're on the ladder up to achieving their goal. Or maybe it's, you know, being online in a, in a meeting, you know, like a national meeting online, and their English is not their first language, and they're afraid to speak. And so we plan and we prepare. So when they do go online, they've got something planned and prepared. And this is what I help people do, is to think about 
before you say anything, before you write anything, stop, think, plan. What do you want them to hear from you or to, or to read from you? The whole walk a mile in someone else's shoes. I've always been, I've always been a pretty fluid speaker. Um, I uh, always fancy myself to be a pretty good interpersonal communicator. Obviously, I do the podcast, so I've gotten a lot better at it than I was four years ago. I, As, as we're talking, I'm wondering, am, am I in the minority? Do more people than I think about struggle with this? They do. They really, really do. I. It doesn't matter. I work with two, two types of people, executives. I work with people for whom English is their first language, so they're native English speakers, and I also work with people for whom English is not their first language. They're very skilled at what they do. They have high positions in organizations. They have trouble communicating. I find that for my clients, one of the biggest problems they have is that they're, they say things and then afterward they haven't thought about what it is. Let me give you an example. I just finished working with a client. He's an executive in a very large company. And he came to me and he said, Sandra, my problem is I say things, I react instead of thinking about what I want to say. And then I get myself in trouble and I look bad. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, this is what I need to work on. He said, and in my personal life, I do the exact same thing. I said, I'm not a psychiatrist, so I can help you with your business communication, but I'm not a psychiatrist. I am Dr. Sandra Folk, but I'm not a psychiatrist. Okay, so he had a big meeting with a woman that he said was, um, there was a generational difference. He immediately said, she's not gonna understand what I say. You know, he's 30, she's 60. I said, how can you make that assumption you need to stop and think about what is your what is it you want to achieve? Going back to my four pillars, what do you want to achieve? You want to get you want to convince her that you can do the job for the CEO of this company. She was the gatekeeper to get to the CEO. I said, so you need to plan. Let's plan. Let's sit down in our session. Let's figure out what it is you need to say, what you need to think about, and not make an assumption about this woman. So we planned it all out. He then met the next day with the woman, and he called me the next day and said, Sandra, it was great. It worked. She, I, and he said, I didn't go in thinking that what she was going to say to me was not something that I didn't want to hear or that I was going, she, she wasn't, we weren't on the same page. And he achieved his goal. It was only because he stopped, he planned, he thought about it. He looked at her as a person who he needed to do business with. Not that she was 60 and he was 30-something, and they weren't going to understand each other's language. And he made it happen. So it's it's about those, the, that's just one example. I have many other examples of people who I've worked with who they, uh, quickly, one example is a man, he's a senior vice president working in a major bank in Canada French is his first language, not English, needs to be able to go online for a national meeting where only English is spoken. And he said, I'm afraid to open my mouth 
because I don't want to look stupid. Although he's smart because my English isn't good enough. I said, okay, let's plan. Let's sit down and figure out. You tell me what the meeting is about. We'll figure out what you're going to say. So we did this for about three weeks. And then he, he did, he, he got online. He had it written down. He had it planned. And he spoke and he said, came back to me and he said, ah, oh, it went really well, Sandra. I can do this now. So after like three weeks, he felt like he didn't really need to write it down so much, so many details. So yes, it is about you are unique because people don't. And he said to me, you know what? I realized that I don't do this in French either. I need to start doing this when I speak French fluently too. Hmm. I don't do it. So it's more about people not understanding what communication is all about. A lot of really powerful stuff there, Sandra. Thank you. Um, it's so interesting. And the the assumptions that we're carrying into every single one of our conversations are, are not only are they probably hindrances, it's just a total waste of time. Why am I wasting time worrying about what might happen here? Why am I wasting my time worrying that that because I'm older or somebody is, is older than me or whatever, that's just going to sort of be a block so understanding that, yes, there are generational differences and maybe uh, it's not my first language and there's all these different assumptions, but just making sure that, that you're not carrying that in and that's going to stop you from having an effective communication is such a powerful thing. And, and practicing that, to me, over throughout the course of my life has been such an important thing and having a goal, here's what I want this to go like, and now how can I practice and prepare myself so that when I get there and there's going to be interpersonal nerves, right? If I'm speaking in front of somebody, certainly there's going to be nerves and I'm going to be, I'm going to be scared. But if I'm meeting somebody for the first time or it's a high-charged environment where I need to have this happen in order to get the job that I want, that I'm ready and, and as prepared as possible. I agree with you. When you said get the job I want, I actually coached someone who had lost his job, was looking for a new job. I know him well. I said, fine, I'll just do you, you know, I'll help you out. I don't mind. I've known you a long time. Send me all the information that you send to people when you're looking for a job. When I looked at it, I went, oh, my God, this was awful. <laughs> Possibly. And then he took, sent me what he said. So I worked really hard with him to help him pare down what he had to say and to make himself sound better because he was talking business speak and about what he did. He worked for 20 years in this company. And so all he did was talk the company speak. And so what I did was is I taught him how to present his ideas about what he has achieved, how successful he has been, so that somebody else in another company would understand. He got a job. He did. And... He got a job really, it took him about five, six months, he got the job. I was really amazed at how well he did. And he said, you know what you did for me? You taught me that I had to learn how to speak a new language. I had to learn how to present myself differently. Then he is a business consultant, an executive in a company. And so he has this job, he loves it. It was actually a client of his who he had worked with, who hired him. And he was just forever grateful about what I did to help him understand 
that you have to understand who your audience is and you have to use words that are going to resonate for them, not you. So again, that is, uh, for me, that was like beautiful that he could find this job and get what he needed. Yeah, that's, 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 that's an incredible thing. So making sure that, that, that we're selecting the right words that will resonate, that will be persuasive, that, 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 that are, that, that, that will be powerful and impactful. How do I, how, how do I think about that and balance it between, I don't want to say pandering, but making assumptions that just because somebody's 20 years old, that they're on TikTok or they're into XYZ thing. Well, I think the thing that you need to think about is that you need to think about your audience. Who is it that I'm communicating with? What are their needs? I think that's the biggest problem. Everybody thinks about it in terms of themselves. You have to think about it in terms of whether it's one person, it's five people, or it's a big audience. What are they looking for from you? What do they want to hear? How are you going to help them? When, when you go in as a financial advisor or I go in as a business communication coach and I do an assessment, I try to figure out what's, what is the pain, what are their pain points? What do they need? What do they need? How can I figure out, help them fit? And it's not about telling them. It's not about telling people. It's about trying to facilitate that learning you're helping people learn how to do it for themselves. Because if I come in and say, you do this, this, and this, they're not going to remember. They're going to forget. And this brings me back to my background as an educator, um, the research studying that I did, that learning is all about facilitating learning and knowledge. And so if you want people to learn, you have to help them it's like that whole that you know saying about if you want to teach someone how you about how you to fish, you have to teach them how to catch the fish rather than teach them how to. I don't remember exactly how it goes, but it goes something like that. Do you want to feed somebody for a day? Give them a fish. You want to feed them for a lifetime? Teach them how to fish. Right. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's like that, and and that's what you have to do if you want. It doesn't matter what you do. And, and I think that it's really important. I was thinking a lot about this this morning, is that today we have to help people develop their soft skills. That's really the important thing. You can be great at financial planning. You can be great at being a lawyer or, you know, um, an engineer or whatever. However, if you, if you don't know how to communicate with people, then you're not going to be successful because business is all about communication. It's about how, how to communicate and being an effective, efficient communicator. And I think that that's really the most important part of what it, how you, uh, what it means and, and helping people gain their confidence. So for me, it's all about um, how do you help them achieve success with confidence. You have to help people build their confidence. You would do that in financial planning. You help people build their confidence in terms of, you know, am I making the right decision because everybody's worried about their life, you know, um, how I spend my money, my life finances. 
I need to plan for the future. That's what financial planning is all about. So you do that with your planning. If you're, if you're um, a lawyer, you need to help people understand what it is that you're doing with the law. So you don't have to teach them all the aspects of the law, but you need to talk in their language so that they understand them. And I think that's what good, effective communication is about. So to be successful in business, you need to be well, a well-honed and efficient communicator, which means you have to be persuasive because your words count. You have to be powerful in your words and you have to be precise because if you ramble on and you say too much, you've lost them. And so I think that that is key. I love it. Well, Sandra, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can people engage with you? Okay, there's a variety of different ways they can reach me. They can reach me through my email, which is Sandra at Dr. which is drsandrafolk.com. They can reach me at my website, um, www.drsandrafolk.com. They can, I have a phone number listed, 416-488-3994. They can find me on LinkedIn. Um, on my website, they can. Um, I have a 30-minute complimentary meeting, so you can sign up and talk with me there, and I can help you because, as I said to you earlier, I um, tailor everything to the person's needs. It's an eight-week program, one hour per week for eight weeks, plus what I call my teacher background homework um, that you have to do in order to plan uh, and be prepared and reinforce the learning. So, um, and LinkedIn, I'm on LinkedIn. So those are, you know, four different ways that they can contact me and reach me. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Sandra your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to drsandrafolk.com. That's D-R-S-A-N-D-R-A-F-O-L-K.com. Shoot her an email at sandra at drsandrafolk.com. And hop on her site and take advantage of that 30-minute consultation and find her on LinkedIn as well. I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thanks a lot, Sandra. Oh, go ahead. Before we finish, I just want to add one thing, okay? My best tip for success in business, listen more, talk less. Remember, it's not about you. It's about them. Think about your audience, your words. They matter. That's my closing success tip. Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. Almost didn't get you. Uh, I almost didn't let you do the difference making tip. And, and I, I appreciate you making me do that, Sandra. Awesome. Thank okay. you again, Sandra. Thank you. Have a great day. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. Right. We are all in this together. <laughs>